the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Good evening and welcome to tonight's Andrea K show. It is Monday. I guess. Oh my. Okay, we do. I started to say for a second we don't have a special Monday little uh, sound bite for y'all, but I guess we do. I forget. Anyway, ho- hopefully you guys had a great weekend. The weather was absolutely beautiful in San Diego. It was wonderful to get to enjoy that. We had a, a, a break in the heat wave, although it is coming back on us. So going into Labor Day weekend, we're going to have a heat wave. But um, that's not really, the weather isn't really what America's talking about in terms of heat, in terms of uh, what's been going on in this country. It has gotten more and more and more heated in this country to the point to where on uh, day 94, I think it was in Portland, or day 92 of riots in Portland, we had the execution of a Trump supporter, and we had a response from the Biden campaign today. So we got a lot to talk about. We got to talk about that. We've got to talk about uh, the explosive story that nobody heard about that has to do with coronavirus and the actual numbers that have been qu- oh so quietly updated by the CDC. Way do you guys get a load of what the actual count is? of coronavirus cases. Got to talk about that. Breaking news coming out of the courts today for Major General Mike Flynn. And this is a story in which I am so, so sorry that I was right. This is one of the few times when I don't like saying to y'all, you know what, I was right. Because I really would have liked to have been wrong in this case. Hey, follow me on Twitter at Andrea K Show. Follow me on Facebook at Andrea K. I'm over on Instagram at Andrea K Show. We will be back tomorrow night live on Facebook, streaming live on the Answer San Diego page. Joining me now, as always, whether we're streaming live on Facebook or however we do it, is my man. It's DJ Potato Skins. Joe Biden and the radical Democrats are against DJ Potato Skins. Yeah, the greatest year you ever had. And let me guess, Andrea, those co- COVID numbers, they're probably way down. Well, they're 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 not down so much as they are actually corrected in terms of not falsified. Not falsified. They've ba- they've basically corrected what was an incorrect number, and of course, nobody heard about that in the news. Did you hear that in the news? No, nope. weekend. No, very quiet. Um, you know what? I also didn't hear in the news. I what? didn't hear the name Aaron Danielson. Do you know who Aaron Danielson was? I have heard the name, but I don't. I don't know who he is. Maybe you can tell me. Yeah, we didn't hear. We didn't hear Joe Biden mention the name today. Everybody knows the name. Uh, Jacob Blake, right? In fact, uh, um, Butt Munch Breeze, Butt Munch Drew Breeze down in New Orleans, put the name Jacob Blake on, on his helmet because the NFL has decided that you could put the names of victims on helmets these days. Only not every victim. No, it can't be the name of a five-year-old that was executed by a black neighbor. No, it's only victims of police shootings. 
Uh, so I doubt that we're going to be seeing uh, the name of Aaron Danielson on any football NFL football helmet. No, he was the Trump supporter wearing a Patriot Prayer t-shirt in Portland who was executed and then uh, his body was um, celebrated and the shooting and the execution was celebrated by Antifa which is another name you did not hear mentioned by Joe Biden this so we are into multiple days now 90 days of of complete and utter violence and murder that is clearly being paid for and organized and supported by far left groups. There is pressure on um, Attorney General Bill Barr to begin to route out the funding of these this this domestic terrorism that's going on. They the organizers of this need to be routed out and they needed to be treated as terrorist organizations. You think it's going to happen? Funding it. Um, I, I I don't know because I have never believed in Bill Barr from the beginning. Bill Barr could have been pursuing this from the RICO statute standpoint. Operation Legend sought out to arrest uh, those committing uh, violent acts and, and acts of destruction and looting and all that on the streets, and they've arrested hundreds of people. But I don't like the fact that Bill Barr, there need there should not need to be any pressure on Bill Barr. If there needs to be pressure on Bill Barr to do his job in the Justice Department, when we know that Antifa should have been, as well as Black Lives Matter. Well, then he's not doing his job. Then he's not doing his job. If he's got to be pressured, then that tells me he doesn't want to do it. He shouldn't have to be pressured. We have people being executed on the streets. We have businesses being burned. And the left, Democrats, Congress people, are actually tweeting out. They're starting to tweet out now that they, after not saying a word about it at the Democrat conventions, not a word, we see Biden come out today and in completely incoherent word salad, which just goes to prove that the man's speech at the DNC was recorded. Probably took him four days to lay it down. He's coming out against violence, but notice how they're not specific about violence. Notice how Bill Biden, uh, Joe Biden did not comment on Antifa today. Didn't say the words. Didn't mention. It was very generic. Very generic. Didn't mention anything about the about the, the violence and the destruction of lives in the the form of burning down buildings. In fact, a Democrat congressperson deleted a tweet that referenced violence because he said he wanted to make sure that it was clear that he didn't equate murder with buildings being destroyed. In fact, one of the things you have to be careful to understand, and let me tell you, if you're an independent, you shouldn't be buying for a second Joe Biden or Kamala Harris coming out and calling out against violence. The Joe Biden campaign, the Biden-Harris campaign, Kamala Harris herself have actually paid to bail out rioters. These people are not only not calling it out. They're actually, that's a, that's an assistance. That's helping to fund it themselves. I think the only reason why they came out and said something, Andrea, was because the Trump message on a, being against the violence and actually calling out the Democrats for not mentioning it, the pressure was on, so they had no choice but to mention it, even if it was generic. Well, the pressure was on because, the, the as Don Lemon said on CNN, he said, we, you, got, you guys got to call it out because it's showing up at the polling yep, now. Exactly. And they don't give a crap about anybody's, anybody who's been murdered, whatever color they are however they were murdered they don't care about that at all they don't care about your business in fact there's a book right now coming out on amazon that's all about um justifying the fact that there should be no sympathy for small business owners in the course of this there should be no sympathy whatsoever for for businesses in general and one of the democrat congress people tweeted out um i think it was um uh not Rashida Tlaib, Ayanna Presley, who tweeted out that there should not uh, she the only violence she called out against and spoke out against was violence against what she called protesters. Um, 
So it is really clear that the Democrat Party, Biden said today, oh, Trump wants these riots. couple things here. Uh, no, Trump does not want the riots. If Trump and Trump is also not to blame for the riots. It was a Democrat congressperson who actually stood outside the home of a police union boss and terrorized his kids. It was not Trump supporters who stood outside the White House and assaulted old people and threatened the life of a, of a congressperson. It was it has not been Tea Party people. It has not been Trump supporters in any way that have been going around executing people. In fact, the, even the shooter in Kenosha, the 17 year old, was acting in, in self-defense, according to uh, to video that's laid down on top of it. How in the world could this be Trump's America when we had Joe Biden for 47 years in Congress, when we had Joe Biden as part of the pre- a presidential administration with the first black president for eight years and in 47 years with Joe Biden and all the decades in which we've had Democrat mayors and governors of these cities where this violence has erupted, when we had the first black president for eight years with a black attorney general, not one piece of legislation for prison reform, no police reform, no economic reform to help anybody on the ground there. In fact, what was the one piece of policy Joe Biden talked about today? He talked about climate change. We did have that under uh, under Obama, right? We had the green energy boondoggles that didn't do a dang thing to help anybody but Pelosi and her people. And I'll tell you something else. We know Trump isn't it, Trump. It doesn't benefit from these riots because Trump's whole campaign is about success. See, that's the difference between a businessman and a politician. See, politicians like Joe Biden and Harris and Obama and all the rest of them, they need these problems to exist, which is why it was Obama who fomented racial division from the jump. It was Obama who falsely accused a a police officer in Boston of racism. It was Obama who said, if I had a son, he would look like Trayvon Martin. Otherwise, they can't be there to help you, Andrea. Well, well, they can't be. Well, and they don't even want to help. They they don't even pretend to be helping. All they do is continue to foster division. It was Obama who sent a, a... funeral delegation of Michael Brown's funeral didn't send one to Margaret Thatcher. Trump, his whole his whole convention was success, success after success after success. It Trump desperately would love to be able to send in troops, would love to be the the same Dems who were saying that this is Trump's America and Trump and, and all these rights are Trump's responsibility are the same people who just said, Trump, don't you dare send any federal troops in because we're a republic of states and you don't have the right to be interfering with states. Trump would love nothing more than to be able to count the success of stopping these riots. A final thought is the uh, that I want to bring you guys before we take a break is uh, Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler, even after even after a Trump supporter was executed on the streets, he said, Trump, you've tried to divide us more than any other figure in modern history. And now you want me to stop the violence you helped create. What America needs is for you to be stopped. Let's pretend for a moment in fantasy land that he's right and that President Trump is is uh, the one who created the violence. This man's refusing to stop it, even though he, he could. What does that say to you? The Democrats are the ones who want this violence. I know that you conservatives out there get it, but if I have one Democrat, if I have one independent listening to me, first of all, if you're an independent, don't buy this crap that the that the uh, Biden and Harris in any way are against this violence and would do anything to stop it. And if you're a Democrat listening to me, don't you dare insult me or anybody else by saying 
repeating any of the crap coming out of the mouths of somebody like Ted Wheeler blaming President Trump for any of this. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to bring in longtime friend of the show, Gerard Lamero, the most accurate predictor of elections. He will be here to talk about how he sees all this playing out going into November. Gerard Lamero from Great News for America will be with us next. So don't go away. Be sure to follow Andrea Kay on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea Kay. Spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Even though we're, these are really treacherous, scary times that we're in, it always puts a smile on my face to have my next guest with me. He's like a ray of sunshine in the middle of uh, a hurricane. It's Gerard Lamero from GreatNewsForAmerica.com. He's been on, y'all know Gerard. He's been on my show a million times. He's also all over other media outlets. Um, in addition to his books about Great News for America, he also had one that came out recently called Real World Socialism. And he joins me now. Hello, Gerard. Welcome back on the show, my friend. Hi, it's great to be with you. I love San Diego and I love your show. Oh, well, thank you. Oh, Gerard, Gerard, Gerard. Um, This must be a really difficult time for someone like yourself, who even though you're the most accurate predictor of outcomes, there's so many variables right now. Uh, We've got inaccurate polling going on. We've got an entrenched... um, uh, the fear that's been uh, it, it embedded into the psyche of Americans with coronavirus sure. for power, as well as the um, infection of socialism into young minds after the indoctrination of schools and the media. Uh, it makes it really tough to predict the outcome. Although Bill Maher was on Joy Reid's show on MSNBC this weekend. And he's like, look, I got to tell you, I'm nervous. I'm as nervous as I was in 2016 because that Republican convention was very effective, particularly the way they brought out these African-Americans to push back against Biden and the Democrats. So do tell us how you see all this playing out, Gerard Lamero, and why. Well, I look at a lot of trends, a lot of data, and believe it or not, most of the trends and most of the data are pointing to a sizable Trump win, victory on November 3rd. And uh, all the things are going well. Let me give you some examples. Let's take uh, voter preference for parties. Okay, how's that going? Well, the Democrats since June are losing 1% of their uh, supporters uh, per month. The Republican Party, in sharp contrast, is gaining 1.5% per month. Overall, that means that during the summer months, we have seen a 5% shift in the electorate. That's incredible. Wow. And it's for Trump. It's helping Trump. Then let's take a look at another factor. Let's look at voter enthusiasm. That's a big factor. I think I've pioneered in voter enthusiasm and voter intensity as ways to measure the electorate. And it's not caught in your typical poll. They don't know about it. But I look at it. And here's what I found. Uh, Joe Biden has a lower voter enthusiasm than Hillary Clinton in 2016. <laughs> that was low. How did and- that happen? Do you what's your what's your um, I mean, the, the country's moved even farther left since Hillary, uh, right. you know, uh, Joe Biden, you know, Hillary, at least Joe Biden has some moments to where he's not completely unlikable like Hillary Clinton is. So what's your theory as to why there's even less enthusiasm for him? 
because a lot of people, and I'm being honest now, think he's senile or close to it. Did you see and his speech? Did you see his speech today? Excuse me for interrupting. Yes, I did. Yeah, of course, I listened to it, and that, and you know, when he's got a teleprompter, he's had a chance to practice, and and he can read well some of the time, but he can't do anything spontaneously. He can't possibly answer questions. That would be a killer. Well, today <laughs> I mean, he'll stick stick his foot in his mouth. Well, today I've got a quote here because I didn't have time to sure. to pull up the audio, and maybe you can interpret this for me, Gerard, because I think I think statements like this and word salad sentences like this might be why people question. Maybe DJ Potato Skins will be able to interpret this as well. COVID has taken this year, just since the outbreak, has taken more than 100 years. Look, here's the lives. It's just, it's um, mean. Think about it. More lives this year than any other year for the past 100 years. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, he really does have problems. Now, occasionally, Brings together one or two sentences in a row. That wasn't it. I heard some today that actually were coherent. But on the other <laughs> hand, he has so many others that just don't make sense. And by the way, I don't see him debating Donald Trump. I think he will do anything to avoid it because I think he will not last 10 minutes on the stage with Donald Trump. Right. So, yeah, I mean, um, there is nobody that I can find even amongst my most hardcore far left liberal friends who would who's voting for Biden because of Biden. It's almost all an anti-Trump vote. That being said, as you being somebody who understands trends and how people vote, is that enough reason to get people out? It'll get some people out, but not enough, uh, because remember voter enthusiasm I mentioned before his is lower than Hillary Clinton's it's also lower by the way than Mitt Romney Mitt Romney lost too in 2012 but there's another factor voter intensity voter intensity is something that really grades the polling folks and that is this if you say I'm going to vote for Joe Biden on August 31st what is the probability you'll actually vote for him later before November 3rd. That's voter intensity. Uh, You'd want 100%, and then your polls would be accurate. But unfortunately, his voter intensity is about as low as his enthusiasm, and that means it's terrible. And they're not going to follow through and vote for him. Whereas Donald Trump's legions, the people who support him, are rock solid. His is through the ceiling, his voter intensity. They love him, and they're going to vote for him if there's a hurricane or a tornado Mm -hmm. or a snowstorm. Mm Mm-hmm. Or if it's great weather and you're in San Diego. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, yesterday I had some lunch with some friends and a friend of mine was like really concerned. And he's like, look, I'm concerned about a couple of things. He, he's like, I'm concerned about this whole Trump personality thing. And I'm like, I don't, uh, you know, I don't know how, if there's a way to measure this, Gerard, but I, I guess it has to do with voter intensity because I, my argument to him was a couple of things. Uh, he's concerned about um, Trump voters leaving Trump because of some harsh things he might have said, or maybe he didn't show enough empathy for coronavirus, that kind of thing. And he's also concerned about, uh, in addition to that, the stupid vote. And I don't, you know, the, the uninformed voters who actually believe the lies out of the mainstream media. Let's start with the first one. Does there, I, I'm just having a hard time believing the people who voted that the Democrats who crossed party lines and voted for him, the forgotten man in the upper Midwest in Michigan and Wisconsin, who were desperate for a job and voted for him in economic reasons, in spite of the Billy Bush tape and the other crass things that he was caught on tape saying, are suddenly now got a problem with his personality and going to go vote Biden, who's promising to raise taxes. No, not at all. There's a trend that I picked up long ago. It's called the general patent trend. 
and that is the American people right now at this stage in our history want a tough president, a General Patton. We don't have a General Patton running. We have a Donald Trump, but he's just like him. And they like the fact. They actually, while some people will say, oh, he's kind of tough on those tweets. On the other hand, they'll say, I like it. He's giving it to them where they deserve it. He's calling a spade a spade. No, it's actually a plus. Okay. Uh, and as far as uh, suburban housewives, they say, you know, are, are a little bit upset with that. You know what? They are much more upset today with the anarchy in the cities and towns. And it's starting to spread into the suburbs. And it's worrying a lot of suburban housewives. And uh, and actually men, too, but, but women really are upset because they want to protect their kids going to school and stuff like that. And so, uh, really, that is not happening. He's picking up the women's vote right now. I think you're right. I think, I think one of the reasons why they had to, they had to come out, uh, Biden had to, they was smoked out and they had to start speaking out against it. Is cause it, went, it went from Minneapolis, big city, Portland, big city, to Kenosha. Kenosha is smaller. I mean, it's not tiny, um, but it's it's small enough to where it's like, wow, you know, we now it now it is into suburbia and it's and it's not stopping and the violence is is absolutely horrendous. What about the what is there a way that you in your kind, gentlemanly manner track the stupid vote? Well, are you talking about Democrats? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. Well, well yeah, yeah. I mean, you we know. Try to, we try to track every well, the thing demographic, is, every group. And there are people who do believe anything they hear. Well, yeah, like like that socialism is good. You wrote the book uh, on socialism. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's people that are actually this Black Lives Matter movement is a Marxist movement. Absolutely. They're, right. So um, how, what kind of factor do you see that playing? Well, a lot of people uh, will, will give it, you know, it depends how stupid they are. If they give it absolutely no thought, they might go along with it. But almost all of them catch on that it costs money. And as soon as they figure out it costs money, they don't want any part of it because they know they're going to pay taxes if they have a job. If they don't have a job, they may be looking for the free lunch mentality of some people. Uh, but most people actually react. And you're looking not at one one. A small group of people are looking at you're looking at the entire nation when you're talking about presidential election. So there are some people that fall into the stupid category that there's no way out of it because mm-hmm. they just refuse to look at anything. But it's relatively small. Most people have a sense of common sense and they realize this is going to be a tremendous cost. And I'm going to lose a lot of freedom in the process. I think that's kind of what you were saying earlier, potato skins, right? Yeah, you were you were kind of alluding to that. Um, so, okay, so we've talked about any other trends that we should think about. Oh, before we move on from this, I'm thinking about all these punks that are out there rioting and burning down buildings and sure. putting liquid cement inside of locks to try to, you know, then burn yeah. down a building with cops inside of it. I mean, horrendous That's stuff. Right. I don't even know how many of that kind of punk even votes. Yeah, well, these people, I think, are paid agitators. Yes. I think what we really need to do, I go along with Rand Paul and, and Ken Buck, congressman from Colorado, who say it's time to investigate. Who is funding these people? You know, the Rand Paul people, the ones who were threatening Rand Paul, he got walked back to the hotel by the police and got in safely and everything. But you know what? When they went to their room, they found out the room next to them, they had protesters there, the agitator, the riot. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they I wow. mean, were put up in fancy hotels, and they're, they, they've been flown in. Somebody's paying the bill, and we need to find out who's paying it, and let's indict them. Yeah. For trying to ferment violence and start riots. 
how do we? It's illegal. Yeah, uh, well, absolutely, absolutely. And what it is is I'm, now I'm. I'm. It reminds me of uh, Maximo Alvarez's speech on Monday night at the convention, and when he talked about, I look at what's happening in these cities across the country in Portland and Seattle. He says, and I'm hearing mm-hmm. echoes of my past, Castro's Cuba, and I feel like I'm seeing shadows that I've already outrun because these are. This is not just a Marxist movement, but they are also using Mar- Marxist tactics, and Americans need to wake up. We haven't talked about coronavirus and the impact of that because we've got um, businesses, you know, um, I'm going to talk in a little bit about the reality of what the number of COVID deaths are versus what they were selling us. But even right. if you even if you buy into this, the, the original number, there's no excuse at this point. This is nope. nothing but a Marxist communist play to continue to seize control over businesses and slowly decide how you're going to reopen them with six foot this and max than this and this and this and this. How do you see that playing into the election? By the way, I wrote the book, Real World Socialism, because I wanted people to know how bad socialism is. And that book is a great book if you have to deal with socialists or well, argue it or debate it. Right. But but in, to answer your question, I think I really believe that uh, people are waking up to it. I think they realize what it is. I think the word is getting out rapidly. You know, a year ago or a year and a half ago when I wrote the book, uh, people didn't know much about socialism. Now we've got people like you talking about it. People are getting alert. I came out with my book. Some other people wrote some good books, too, that came out. And all these books have had an impact, especially talk radio. That's Mm -hmm. got a wonderful impact. I think it's all coming together. I think they're going to be defeated handily. And you are right. It is a Marxist. It's an international uh, attempt to overthrow this country. They would love to destroy this economy with the Mm -hmm. COVID virus. Any means they could to destroy this economy, put everybody on poverty, then give them welfare, and you have a socialist country where everybody depends on the government. They'd love it. Well, we're not going to let that happen. No, we're not. And Gerard Lamero, thank you for all you do for Liberty, for the listeners, for me. I appreciate you being here. Uh, Greatnewsforamerica.com, and the book is Real World Socialism. Thank you, my friend. You betcha. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye now. All right, now stay tuned. we got more Andrea K. Show coming up. we got breaking news out of the courts regarding General Flynn. And yeah, we got to talk the coronavirus numbers. Don't go away. sure to follow Andrea Kay on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea Kay. Spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. You know, when this coronavirus uh, first broke, not when it first broke, but after a while, after the shutdowns had gone on a little bit, uh, people started going because, uh, you know, Americans are just the most amazing, good hearted people. There were so many Americans and small business owners and workers across this country that were like, OK, if we got two million Americans that could die from this, I, I'm I'm OK, you know, having my business shut down for a couple of weeks. I've got enough maybe on reserves. You know, I, I'm going to be OK with it. Yeah. People were, were very compassionate. Right. They were compassionate. And then time goes on and people 
the lines for the food the food banks are around the block and we've got the goalposts shifting and and criteria shifting reality uh, starts to set in that hospitals are being paid money to designate deaths as covid that's we, something that angered me yeah big time and so people started asking the question hey do you even know anybody who's got coronavirus do you know anybody who who's uh, got it at all let alone do you know anybody who's died from it so i'm gonna ask you tater skins do you know anybody who's who's had it and and how many i knew one person that had it uh, or no uh, actually lives in the UK and he had very mild symptoms you know it was pretty much like he had the flu mm-hmm. and he was at home for two weeks and his life carried on mm-hmm. that was it I have a family member who's a nurse on a COVID ward and doesn't know anybody including her fellow workers at a hospital who's had it really yeah wow uh-huh. Well, also, well, well, then it gets back to the fact that how accurate are these COVID tests? I mean, because you you hear all the time of people that haven't gotten tested. Maybe they filled up the form and they get the results back, but they haven't right. taken the test yet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of things going on here. I, I watched a doctor who was fired. She was one of the frontline doctors that did a press conference with Jenny Beth Mart from Tea Party Patriots, yeah. uh, raising uh, the, the wanting to provide the truth to the American people. Within minutes, their video got 18 million views. It was taken down by YouTube. Mm-hmm. She was fired. This is a woman who's 20 year emergency room doctor, board certified in emergency room. She is who you go to see if you have if, if you're so sick with an upper respiratory infection that you've Go to the emergency room and she has said today in an interview that I saw that what is going on with this, this is a crime against humanity and the way that coronavirus has been uh, it, the lies. It's a real virus, but the way that it has been used to control the American people uh, and the fear that has been bedded into their minds for for um, for power. Is shocking to her. And um, so uh, the CDC themselves today, one of the things that became really clear, and I said it from the outset, was one of the things that was a concern was as... uh, Rewind. Remember how everybody was all, we got to do these shutdowns because otherwise we're going to be like Italy. Right. And I was saying, wait a second. Everything I'm seeing out of Italy is that it's all a bunch of 84 and 85-year-olds. Most of them are already in the hospital because they had the flu and an upper respiratory infection in the first place. On top of the fact that most of them had diabetes, heart disease, and other comorbidities. Or if they were young, right? like you just said, they had, an- they had another pre-existing condition. Right. Well, it's, you know. but in, in Italy, it was they were all, most of the people who died actually were even older than the normal age of death in Italy. It was almost no young people in Italy. Wow. And I said from the beginning, this is an old person's disease uh, with com- because of comorbidities. There was no justification, none whatsoever. And even and even in the as it started coming to the United States, and I said, I even argued with a good friend of mine here, uh, my brother Ed Martin, because he was he, you know he was concerned about us becoming Italy. And I and I said, I just the numbers just don't add up to me. And the CDC has come out and confirmed that ninety four percent of all COVID deaths had underlying conditions. That means wow. That means that. Um, it, it it of the hundred and seventy something thousand people that have died, only nine thousand people have died from COVID as opposed to dying with COVID. And that is a huge difference. And I've had arguments with it, with even conservatives about this. If you are let me put it to you this way. If you have HIV, most patients who die of AIDS 
die of pneumonia or they've gotten this cancer um, that you see visible heard that, all yeah. over their body. They, if that's what ultimately causes their body to break down and, and die, the cause of death is still called AIDS on the birth, on the death certificate. Correct. Right. If um, when uh, who was the actor who was Superman? Um, the, the the original one. Yeah, Christopher, Christopher Reeve. Reeve. Christopher Reeve. Christopher Reeve ended up, he was paralyzed from the neck down in a horse riding accident. Yeah. Um, he had a bed sore that didn't get healed. The bed sore didn't kill him. It was the fact that, you know, he was, he, he, he you get my point here, yeah. right? We are in this country. We've had m- men die in motorcycle accidents that because they had tested positive for COVID, we're calling it a COVID death. That is a crime. And that is what's going on with these numbers out of the CDC. Only 9,000 Americans have died from COVID as opposed to death with COVID. And like you said, people aren't reporting this. What you're, just, what you're talking about with the 94%, it, that, that's the first I had heard of it, yeah. even though I knew that that was already the case. Yeah. And the average death is 75 to 84. Now, Dr. Atlas, it's 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 high time uh, for uh, Trump to have brought in somebody besides Fauci and Burks. My understanding is uh, Deborah Burks was in Wisconsin over the why was Deborah Burks in Wisconsin reportedly telling people they need to wear masks indoors? Why? This is because this is a political movement seeking to exploit the minds and the hearts and the American people. It, this is this is it is a crime against humanity. This is abuse of the minds of the of, of the American people. And the mask is the main tool of control in which they're going to continue. The United Air continue to have control over all of us. United Airlines today did an interview and the CEO said permanently you will be required to wear a mask on your airlines. Can you tell me why the World Health Organization has go to their website, the leading cause of death the number one cause of infectious diseases around the world every year is tuberculosis let me get the numbers for you you ever ever been told you got to wear a mask to prevent the spread of tuberculosis around the world let me check yeah no in 2018 1.5 million people around the world died from tb tb right now in the almost the year or, or say eight months or nine months, even mm-hmm. the uh, inflated numbers of COVID globally is somewhere around 800,000. Well, we can assume that if if the numbers in the United States, which is the the leading number of deaths, is inflated by 90-something percent, we can assume the same thing with coronavirus around the well, world. Well, what about globally. the flu? People die, you know, lots of people die of the flu every year. Why isn't, you know, why didn't, years ago we were supposed to wear masks to make sure that people didn't get the flu? Glad you mentioned that. The flu season in the United States in 20. 20, 15 million cases, almost almost tripled the number of cases of COVID, 140,000 hospitalizations, 8,200 deaths. There's only one way to spell this out, Andrea. It's called a hoax. It's a hoax. It's absolutely a hoax. And we're supposed to be grateful. This is how far they've come with with forcing us into submission, with masks and, and, and fear to grip us. We've actually got Californians that are grateful today that they're going to reopen some businesses. Grateful today. Well, I'm grateful too, but you know what? Full reopen. Now it should be full reopen, and it should not include masks or six foot distancing uh, requirements. That is nothing but it is nothing but mind control devices and regulations that they can use to continue to cripple businesses. I know you probably noticed this too. I was talking with Randy, our uh, fearless uh, leader down the hall, and he made a really good point. You're looking at the chart, and you know, say what you will about the chart, and it sucks. But there's no. 
color green where it's an all clear. You know why? Because there is no goal line. They nope. never want us to get there. You listen to United Airlines uh, CEO today. The new normal is uh, that it's like Taliban. It's it's forced facial coverings. Uh, go where we're allowed to go and do what we're what we're told to do and be grateful for every crumb that is thrown our way. You Guess look, what, United? I'm not flying you again. No, no. But you know, but what 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 control do we have as citizens? We've already ceded too much control. We what we should be doing is uh, peacefully protesting, civil disobedience to push back. If everybody said, you know what, United Airlines, first of all, we need to be telling our elected official, don't you give a dime to any airline that's going to pull that crap on us. If you're too scared to fly without a mask on, don't get on the plane. This is the way I look at it. If I have to fly Spirit Airlines, which is not a very good airline, in order to be able to have my personal freedoms as I travel, that's, that's what I'll do. You look at the you look at the, this article that gets inside of the, the comorbidities. We're talking about those that already had pneumonia, already had respiratory failure. Most of it has to do with obesity, people with heart disease, um, hardening of the arteries, uh, type 2 diabetes, which is adult onset diabetes is typically diet related. These are and and you know and so when we understand as a government and there is the Centers for Disease Control that the number one factor that's involved with people dying has to do with diet and exercise at, for young people, the old people, you're, you're, this is going to eventually going to be where you're at when you're 80 because we don't live to be 200. Something's going to take us. Not once have they talked about the immune system, potato skins. They're not out there telling people. The gyms, the one who has the most restrictions on them reopening gyms? 10%, people, 10% right now. 10%. And there's not one aspect of the CDC that talks about what you can do to boost your immune system to prevent this kind of cardiac disease, the hardening of the arteries, how you can prevent type 2 diabetes and obesity. Nothing, because they want this kind of control. We're going to take a break. We come back. Speaking of control, speaking of tyranny, breaking news in the General Flynn case. Stay tuned. Be sure to follow Andrea Kay on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea Kay. Spelled K-A-Y-E. AK, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea Kay. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Uh, this may be the final story of the show, but it doesn't mean it is not absolutely devastating and critically important to this country. Uh, we still do not have anybody really held to account for the coup attempt from the, that was launched in the Obama administration, how they targeted private citizens for destruction for power so that they could uh, they could cover up their own crimes so that they could interfere with and control the outcome of an election either during either to prevent somebody that they didn't want to get elected from getting elected or then unseating him after he got elected it's it's the one thing that maximo alvarez didn't include when he talked about his what he sees going on in the united states with castro's cuba authoritarian totalitarianism and tyranny the use of a weaponized government against its citizens for politics to destroy them and throw destroy their lives or and get them criminally prosecuted and thrown in jail should that should raise the hair on the backs of every american i like what you say if they can do this to general flynn 
they can do this to anybody. And they will. They absolutely will. Because let me tell you, these courts and what's the, the FBI and uh, these uh, the deep state, they're not just in D.C. The, the United States, they're everywhere, they're in, including our court systems. You look at the Ninth Circuit. You look at uh, different district attorneys. You look at the Southern District of New York and how she sees it, her mission as, as the U.S. attorney in New York to not go after bad guys in New York. No, it's all about going after Trump. Our entire Department of Injustice right now is being controlled by deep state op- operatives that are targeting people of the opposition party for destruction. And I said when the Department of Justice told that Judge Sullivan to drop the case against General Flynn and people were celebrating, I said, not so fast. Because if this guy has any way that he cannot drop this case against Flynn and, and go forward and get Flynn behind bars somehow, he will. And that's how it's played out. Sidney Powell appealed to, for, to, to the appeals court to force Sullivan to drop the case. He wouldn't. He appealed to the appeals court. And you know what? They sided with Sullivan. This thing should be over and he should be free. Absolutely. This man, the ju- judges do not. Here's, let's take all the legalese out of it. Judges do not get to decide who gets prosecuted and who comes into their courtroom. This is not constitutional. I don't care what the appeals court says. They said, well, it w- you know, Sidney Powell basically, Flynn's attorneys did an end around. Sullivan should at least have an opportunity to have a hearing. Why? Why should he have a hearing? He doesn't have a right to have a hearing. Nobody needs the Department of Justice and prosecutors do not need his validation. They don't need his stamp of approval to drop the case. This is tyranny going on, and it's not good enough for anybody to talk about President Trump giving a pardon to this man who was innocent, who was railroaded. This court was lied to. Uh, uh, Mitigating evidence was withheld from the court. There's no excuse for this whatsoever. This cannot be allowed to stand in the United States of America. And you Democrats out there who don't realize that if it can happen to Flynn, it can happen to you, are mind-numbingly moronic. It has gone, Dinesh D'Souza tweeted out, that it has gone from the government targeting individuals for prosecution to now, you know, Democrats enabling people to be, Trump supporters to be executed on the streets. Our civil society has broken down. Wake up. Don't you listen to Joe Biden and believe a word that that crap weasel has to say that he's denouncing violence. That's a lie. This government will continue to target average Americans for power if they're conservative in this country. And it will happen across the board. Let me tell you, any of you out there that are protesting against police brutality, what do you think happened to Michael Flynn? You don't think that's police brutality when law enforcement decided to go after him specifically to destroy him? What's the difference? Because they didn't shoot him in the back with bullets? It's the same thing, my friends. Same thing. And if you don't like police brutality done against a black man, fine. How about we don't like it against anybody in whatever shape or form? But don't you dare tell me, and you Drew Brees, putting the name of Jacob, whatever his name is, on your helmet. Who's going who's gonna to be bold enough to put Michael Flynn on their helmet in the NFL? Anything you want to wrap us up, DJ? Taylor's I like what you just said right there. You know what? If if you can, if the sports teams can use these, uh, you know, helmets and platforms to you know further their agenda, you know what? If it, it's fair play, someone stand up for for Michael Flynn and do the same thing. Yeah, well, they're not. See, it's very. Oh, I know narrow. they won't. I know it's they very won't. narrow. The NFL has put out this oh, uh, police shooting victims. See, this is this is about this is so typical of the left. Unequal unequal treatment under the guise of equality. 
The only hate crimes legislation. Wake up, and people. And this kind of stuff, yeah, it only supports the chosen people that the left cares about. And if and if you, the left, if you're not in that identity group that they're seeking to take care of in that particular day, then you deserve whatever punishment, whatever badness comes your way. That's the Dems. All right, we're going to be back tomorrow night, uh, Tuesday, 6 p.m. Pacific. Love you all. Peace out.